From tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. The Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel Kim Cunningham, meteorologist and social media manager at Agora Pulse Jen Watson, star of Tornado Hunters Greg Johnson, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn Storm Spotter and Chaser Bill Johnson. Hey, welcome everybody uh, to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the award-winning Stormfront Freaks podcast. Uh, it's brought to you by the Atmosphere Weather app, your hourly weather forecast on a clock for a quick read. It's the last daily weather app you're ever going to use. Uh, it's Atmosphere Weather app. It's available on Apple and Android, so check it out, and you can learn more at Atmosphere Weather. Dot com. So don't forget, you always got to check out, guys. Go go to our website, stormfrontfreaks.com, because it's got all the backlog of all our shows with some great guests. I mean, some amazing guests. And, and we rarely get into specifics about what's going on right now. So they're very timeless. Um, they cover a lot of great stuff. But you can, you can find uh, folks, guests we've had in the past, uh, like Fox and Friends meteorologist Janice Dean. Uh, Rick, and we've also had the Weather Channel's Jim Cantori. That's just a couple of them. But tonight we're happy. This is episode 97. We're creeping up on triple digits, and we're happy to have back. This is exciting because we had a great time when he was on last time. Uh, Chief Meteorologist at Fox News, Rick Reichmuth, uh, is back and joining us. Uh, it's good to have you on, Rick. We're also uh, we're going to play another unforgettable lightning round uh I'll, I'll say that up front if you happen to catch rick last episode uh, i believe it was episode 60 i had that written down here somewhere <laughs> da, 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 65 uh it, it was a great lightning round uh, it, was, it was a classic and and i'm thinking this one might fall under that category as well and we're also if you if if that's not enough we're gonna bring back weather trollbot 5000 out of the garage, and uh, she's going to interpret uh, a few of our weather friends' responses to trolls. And uh, so this is an episode, uh, if you got your kids listening, uh, maybe want to throw the earmuffs on. You never know what you're going to hear uh, any episode, let alone this one. But before we get to all of that, I want to let you all know, uh, I mentioned we're, we're approaching triple digits. We're approaching the big 100th episode which for us is kind of a big deal, but only because we're a bi-weekly show, so it's taken us a little longer to get to 100 than most. Um, but we are going to be doing this sucker live from Oklahoma City at the Ooh. Vanessa Beer Company on uh, Friday, March 6th, 8 o'clock Central is when we'll be there. And, and we encourage you to come down and visit all of us. We're going to be there. Uh, but you can also get a chance to meet meteorologist and Oklahoma TV legend Gary England uh, is going to be there with nice. us, as, as well as uh, the WCM out of the National Weather Service in Norman. Uh, Rick Smith is also going to be joining us live, so you get a chance to awesome. meet uh, not only us, but them, which will be great. Uh, we're going to have uh, a lot of uh, giveaways. And get this, Vanessa Beer Company, they're doing a special beer tapping just for us. Uh, so they are making a beer for the Stormfront Freaks 100th episode, so awesome. which is pretty exciting. And, and if you're going to come down and visit us in Oklahoma City, stay till Saturday because there's also a severe weather expo going on at the Penn Square Mall in Oklahoma City as well, uh, which will be cool. And 
We're going to check that out, but uh, it is happy hour. Uh, I don't know about you guys, as long as you're not work at work or driving, uh, certainly we encourage you to join us. Uh, sure. But it's happy hour. It gives us a great chance to let you know we're here to have a good time and put a voice to the name of our co-host. So we're going to start with, uh, as usual, MJ is up in Minnesota and find out, MJ, what are you drinking? I am tonight, actually, and I've got a pint of uh, rum and Coke, and this time not Captain. But I've got the Kraken, which is a, a fine uh, black spiced rum. So it's kind of oh, release the Kraken. Oh. Kraken and Coke. Dark <laughs> Release the Kraken. All right, uh, Kim down in Atlanta. Kim, what are you drinking? I am drinking a Pinot Noir. I'm kind of changing things mm. up a little bit. So this yes. is a Miomi, and um, it's very delicious. So mm. drinking the wine tonight. Very good. Good for your health. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Jen uh, down in Atlanta as well. What are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking water and some emergency. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that time of year. Going, it goes good with vodka. Tonight. I'm going a little crazy tonight. Um, it does go good with vodka. <laughs> cool. All right. Then we got we got Greg up in uh, Can- uh, Canada, Saskatchewan area, right? Uh, Sask- I mean, it's like a broken record, but uh, uh, I'm drinking whiskey and ginger ale. Right. There we That's go. That's my husband's favorite. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Is he from Canada? No. Yeah, it's even got... Okay. Uh, I even got the RCMP, the Mounties logo on my on my glass. Represent. Wow. <laughs> That's cool. All right. Well, let's do this. Enough talk. Let's get to uh, the star of the show tonight. Kim, why don't we uh, introduce Rick? All right. Once again, we welcome back Rick Reichmuth, who is the chief meteorologist at Fox News Channel. But before joining Fox, Rick worked as a live weather anchor for Weather Services International, CNN, CNN Headline News, and CNN International. Rick graduated from Arizona State University with a degree in Spanish literature, and after a long decade in banking, went on to pursue his lifelong dream at Georgia State University and Mississippi State University to complete a broadcast meteorology program. And I'm sure that was much more interesting than all those years in banking. Uh, But he also started his line of weatherman umbrellas. That was back in 2017. And Rick, I can't tell you how much I love my umbrellas. I gave my husband one, but I have one I keep in my car. It was from the... um, the um, honors of fold or the um, fold, fold of honor, fold of honor. Yeah. And I just absolutely love it. And I just, I want to know a little bit more. I know you were probably gave us your whole life story in the earlier uh, podcast, but I was just curious for my own sake, how that's doing, how is the business doing? And, and especially for that, that charity for these veterans. Yeah, um, it's going really well. Uh, yeah, I won't give you the whole life story because it gets long and uh, in, it was intense. fantastic. <laughs> it was, uh, but yeah, it's going really well. It, um, I think I, I probably said this before. I all I really wanted to do was to make a good umbrella, and so I set out thinking, oh, this will be fun. See if I can make a good umbrella, and you know, figure out how to let people know about it. Um, it never crossed my mind I would have a business. I was not one of these people who was trying to become an entrepreneur, or a small business owner, or anything like that, but it ended up being what it is. So um, now I had to figure out that part of it. Uh, but it's going great. We launched um, 
uh, a small umbrella. So for a long time, for two years, we just had larger umbrellas, which is kind of what I wanted to make. So I just wanted to make a really strong umbrella, but turns out everybody wants to have an umbrella that fits in their purse or in their backpack that they can have with them all the time. So um, it took us about two years to figure out how to make a stronger version of that. Um, and we finally cracked that code. And so that launched in December. Uh, and that's been amazing. We've sold about 10,000 of those umbrellas since we launched that in December. So it's been awesome. Um, the Folds of Honor you mentioned, we, uh -huh. so we just finished our, our second year. So we've made each year, we're going to make a different patriotic umbrella. So something that represents the country in a different design. Um, and each year giving something back. So um, we just did a, our, wrote our second check to Folds of Honor this last year for $76,000. Wow. So, uh, so oh, far we're, wow. we're over $150,000 that we've been able to, to donate to Folds of Honor because of people buying the umbrella. So oh. it's been really, really amazing to see the um, kind of the response. Obviously you see the response that people have to supporting our veterans and, and Folds of Honor, if you don't know, they provide scholarships for uh, family members of fallen soldiers. So uh, college yeah. scholarships, they, people can go through they can't get into a good high school or something, they provide scholarships in that as well. But uh, it's really an amazing organization. So it's cool to feel like, you know, $150,000 out there, it's sending some kids to school yeah, and hopefully good. bettering you know, people's lives. So that's yeah, incredible. It's been, thank been you, awesome. Rick. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, I'm glad mm -hmm. you like the umbrella. That's I love them, they're fantastic. Important. Yeah, thank fantastic. you. That's so awesome, Rick. So I've got a question. When you came up with the idea for the umbrella, did you like just you know, research manufacturers? Like, how did you know who to go to to try and develop it the way you wanted it? So um, I'll try to make this a little bit quick. Um, I didn't know how to do anything pretty much with it. Uh, and I was standing in front of a rack of umbrellas once trying to buy an umbrella and thinking, what's the good one? Like, why don't we know what the good one is? And I'll, I'll pay whatever to have a decent one, just somebody to me what it is. And I thought, I bet I could tell people. And a friend of mine is an industrial designer. And so we started taking apart umbrellas just in my apartment and, you know, trying to figure out what made them good, what made them bad, where, where was the weak points, what could be strengthened, etc. And so we came up with a bunch of designs um, that we were ready to go and see if we could get somebody to help us. And nobody wanted to help us make it because we wanted ultimately to compete in that same space. So um, and we thought, all right, we'll just go figure it out on our own. Um, it gets a little more complicated there because uh, all umbrellas pretty much in the world are made in China. Um, and, you know, it's one of our things in manufacturing that so much manufacturing obviously has been uh, moved offshore. Um, and in order to try to, I, I tried to see if I could bring it back to the U.S., but you would have to build all the infrastructure around it, which became, you know, impossible. Anyway, um, I just bought a plane ticket to China and I found through Alibaba and Google some places that would uh, help me see if, you know, they could be a factory who might want to help me um, and who looked like from their pictures, they either could speak English, but from the pictures, they looked decent, like not a sweatshop or, you know, <laughs> anything like that. And um, so I bought a plane man. ticket. Yeah. And, and so my, my industrial designer friend and I bought tickets to China and um we had appointments set with five different factories. And right before I went, a friend of mine also manufactures a product uh, overseas. And I said, hey, any clues? And he's like, do not go over there by yourself. I have somebody who can help you. 
uh, and he called up this guy and th thank God that happened. Otherwise I would still be lost in China, never <laughs> having made it back. Um, oh, but literally it probably took about a hundred different factory visits to find one that was decent and a really quality factory uh, who also would trust somebody coming in who once comes in and says, hey, I want you to you know, help me make an umbrella. And they're thinking you're never gonna go through all the process and all the work and we'll put all this time into it and it'll go nowhere. We don't wanna invest in that. So find the right partner. And um, this became a longer answer. Sorry, this is what oh, I do every perfect. time. No, my story, my answers become really long. Uh, <laughs> and so that was it. And then it, it, it took you know a lot of all my vacations, that's been where I've gone for a long time. And my industrial designer actually friend lives over there now and oversees production and new product development and design. And uh, we're working on a rain jacket that hopefully we'll have done by, by Christmas time this year. Nice. Uh, you know, so to try to kind of build out a brand and just have a, mm -hmm. you know, a people, at least I felt like most umbrellas are bad. Mm -hmm. um, they're hard to make good. But if we can always just make as good of an umbrella as you can get anywhere, you know, that's our goal. And then the, kind of get the, known for the that. Umbrella King. That's, is that what that's they call it. you? Not not yet. I'll tell you when they do. So so shameless plug, where like if I wanted to order it, we want to, you know, how do we how do I get one? So uh, we only sell on our website right now. It's weathermanumbrella.com. So weathermanumbrella.com. You, so you've done ten thousand of the new compact yeah. ones just through the website yeah damn yeah. good we, it's, it's done really right. well yeah. we, we we've had we had a lot more I, I think when i started i didn't really i i didn't have a goal to be honest with you which is embarrassing maybe uh of what i wanted to sell i just wanted it to work and to make a good product um but we've had a lot of good success like golf digest called us the best golf umbrella two years in a row wow. um and that's just an editorial decision that they make um, uh, golf magazine just wrote an article last week. We didn't even know it was coming. We, you know, somebody sends it over and is like, Oh my God, golf magazine just did a big thing on golf umbrellas and said you were their favorite one. And, um, and then I have a business partner through all this and he's, uh, has a lot of experience in, in sports marketing, um, and a lot of really good contacts, especially in the golf place. He, he was actually an amateur golfer for a while. Uh, so, but we were the Ryder cup umbrella last year. We are this next year. We were the President's Cup umbrella wow. um, this last year, which was really cool because Ivan, our industrial designer, does like the, the Folds of Honor umbrellas that you have. Uh, Ivan designed them. He's, Ivan's the designer. Um, but then we would send them to uh, the, the PGA, and it turns out, like, I think it's okay. We, we find out that Tiger is looking at our designs and critiquing uh, them and making tweaks. Oh, and no. This feels really, really cool. So... Anyway, I think all those things are get you know we're 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 out there and people are knowing who we are and so we so far we're just selling on our on our site, um, but you know we know we have to grow and to change that we have to be available in more places which we have to figure out all these so things speaking, around the business I didn't know about. So speaking of that, Rick, we have a question from one of our actually our German viewer, uh, one of our German viewers, Christine says, "Are you planning on selling them worldwide? Shipping from USA to Germany is so expensive." So, along those lines, any thoughts there? Uh, yes, the answer is yes. Um, there's all kinds of things that that come along with that, like distribution. The biggest thing is how to get it there cheaply. So you have to have a place in Europe that you're shipping from there. So now you have to have another inventory set there that you can, you know, ship from. But um, 
on our docket, hopefully this year is some international expansion. Uh, and hopefully that will be nice. coming, nice. you know, all of these things. It's, it's pretty crazy doing this because I ended up and now I have investors. Um, when you have investors, you have to make more money. You have to grow <laughs> the business. So you can't just like, Hey, we had a great year and another great year. It's like, well, how much percentage did that grow? Which I never uh, understood uh, before. Uh. Um, and then to do that, um, you then have to have more money that you continue to, you know, put onto the fire. So one of the ways you, we've only sold in the U.S. only on our website. We've done really well, but we know we have we have a lot of space we can grow, but that requires capital in order to to expand. So so what what did you notice? What were what were the umbrellas like in China when you were over there? Uh, it was really funny. So the very first factory we went into, I was like a kid in a candy store. It turns out like manufacturing is fascinating to me. Just an assembly line, the way you mass produce something is really interesting. And so I sh we show up to the first factory and it's there's, you know, thousands of umbrellas and they have a little showroom where they've got all their umbrellas they make. And I walk in and I said to the, the guy, Norman, who's our, our guy over there who helps us, I said, oh my God, this is everything I wanted. I can't believe this. And he's like, no, 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 no. Do not get excited. This place is no good. This is no good. I'm like, what? They said they can help me. They want to make it. He's like, no, no, no. And, it, it, you know, then I learned over time, not all factories are created equal and you need to make sure that they've got procedure in place, like anything that they are quality. Um, so it took a long time to, to, to find the place and a long time for me to understand right. it and learn that uh, and to be able to kind of identify that, that quality. Are you going to expand oh. beyond umbrellas? So we are, that's hopefully a rain jacket by the end of the year. We've got the, right. the basics done on that. Um, and we have some ideas, you know, it, I, one day I, I went to a, a trade show, uh, an outdoor trade show and I started thinking like, well, that makes sense for us. And then, you know, you start going and you're like, well, there's outdoor slides for kids. And you're like, well, that could be a weatherman product. And the next thing you know, you have like Dick Sporting Goods in yeah. my head. I'm like, all right, bring it back down. So I think there is a, a logical expansion of some products that are, it's stormy outside, you can get outside. And, mm -hmm. you know, so anything around that is stuff that we'll hopefully build out to if we can keep it, you know, keep it all going well. Um, but the first one, the next one that we're working on is... Uh, is a rain jacket. And so after what, uh, we've launched a small umbrella, we've got the, we've got all the umbrellas covered. So Rick, you know, I got a, I got a request. Uh, yeah. How about a little raincoat or a little mini rain umbrella for cameras? Oh, for what kind oh. of camera? Like like a DSLR, like handheld okay. camera, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that would be awesome for me. I'll buy one. Yeah. I'll buy two actually. <laughs> yeah, that we got two sold already. That's it. perfect. So That's what? Perfect. What's so quick talking rain jackets here before we take a break? What Rick? What's the one thing that you think the rain jackets that are out there need to be better? Well, for one thing, I think there's not a lot of people use rain jackets, so we're going to have to, you know kind of teach people that there can be a rain jacket, and a lot of them are really it's that real like. Uh, kind of rubber, mm -hmm. you know, material that are heavy and uncomfortable. So to get something that is lightweight and movable uh, that wicks away all the water so you can be very comfortable and still have all the water wicking away. That's, I think that's my, my basic thought about it. Okay. Something that's yeah. very flexible. 
you know what you should do, Rick, uh, really quick, because this is yeah. my problem with rain jackets, yeah. is you should be able to zip out part of it. Because a lot of times when it's like raining, it's cold, like it is in Atlanta right now. And so you want an extra layer, but there should yeah. be an option to like unzip part of it, like the warm layer. So in the summertime or something like yeah. that. So you make it like a summer rain jacket and kind of a winter rain jacket. Yes. Yeah. I, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. What else can we think about? Well, I'll tell you what. Hey, yeah. hey, uh, storm keep, freaks. Keep them pouring in. Storm, storm freaks and weather geeks, all you uh, that are listening and watching, uh, post holidays, they maybe you didn't get that home weather station you happen to be hoping for, and and for a lot of people, money's tight right now uh, after the holidays. But I'll tell you what, Accurite has the answer. They've got their five-in-one weather station that measures temperature, humidity, wind speed, wind direction, and rain. So there's your five-in-one, right? Uh, you can, And what's great right now, guys, you can get this five-in-one weather station with an HD color monitor and the MyAccurite remote monitoring station, all for under $200 right now. Uh, which is great. And and if you just want the weather station and the monitor and you, you don't want to track it remotely, uh, you can get those two things for under $150 uh, at this point. But what you need to know is that my MyAccurite, that, that additional station, not only can you transmit your data to your phone or weather underground, uh, but you can even run it through your Amazon Alexa or your Google Home device. You know, you can say, hey, Google, you know, what's the what's the wind speed right now or what's temperature outside right now uh, and it all that data will run through that home device which is pretty cool so uh, all you gotta do go to accurite.com that's a-c-u-r-i-t-e.com and you can use the promo code podcast for 10 percent off all your accurite products and so you can save even more so when i said under 200 or under 150, throw another 10% off that, and you can get uh, your own personal home weather station that you wanted for Christmas, uh, but you didn't get. So uh, again, go to Accurite.com. Hey, I think it's time for another drink, at least for me. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a break. Uh, we're going to be right back with Rick to play what could be possibly one of the most offensive lightning rounds ever. We'll see. We'll see you right now. Helicity.co is the leader in weather-themed clothing and accessories for the Stormfront Freak and you. Besides a creative line of weather-themed t-shirts, footwear, bags, and more, they also carry an exclusive line of Stormfront Freaks podcast gear and drinkware. Get a 10% discount on your entire order when you use the code SFF at checkout. Listen for a new code each episode. That code again is SFF. Find it all at Helicity.co. back, everybody. Uh, we're here with Rick Reichmuth, uh, Fox News chief meteorologist and the creator of Weatherman Umbrella. Um, Rick, I wanted to ask you this. I'm going to jump to your uh, meteorologist background, and I, I need to ask you a little bit about what you think of the latest iguana watch that uh, apparently <laughs> has been down in Florida. Uh, iguanas falling out of trees. Uh, what, what, what's your What's your take on that? Isn't it amazing how something just takes over? Yeah. <laughs> like, yes. You know, how would, when they they wrote up that advisory, like, were they thinking this would become 
something that everybody would talk about for two days and then it'll disappear again. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty fascinating and amazing that you can, this creature can freeze and then fall out and keep going, you know? Like, we, I'll tell you this, we, we brought it up two weeks ago, and but it didn't stick. So Greg, we need to, we need to read that book a little more, find out why that's that, that not sticking. But I, so I want to ask you this, so you're chief meteorologist, and, and we never really talked about this when you were on last time, but your role as a chief meteorologist at a national news network what's what are the primary duties being the chief so what what are you having to do in that role yeah i mean listen some titles are are overrated but <laughs> this is i uh, i um it's different because we don't have like an evening newscast like your you know primetime news or, or anything like that um uh Basically, when I started, um, you, you mentioned in, in when you read my bit of a bio there, I worked for WSI, Weather Service International. I'm sure many of you guys are familiar with that. It was part of Weather Channel. Now it's off to, part of IBM Weather. Um, so when I worked there, Fox used to outsource all of their graphics production and about 50% of their on-air stuff to WSI. So uh, I would, they had a little, it's in an office park about 30 miles north of Boston. And there's, uh, they have like a little green screen closet. And they would say, let's go to the Fox Weather Center. But I would be in this closet in, in this office park. And, but the audience would think that I was at Fox. Um, and then Janice, who worked at Fox, when she would go to do a hit, we would make her graphics, we would render her graphics, file transfer them down to the studio in New York. Wow. Um, it was a really inefficient way to do weather, especially when by that point, uh, CNN and Weather Channel had live some live weather data coming in that didn't have to be rendered, or at least they could render it immediately before going on air and not wait for the file transfer time. Uh, uh, another long story, sorry. Uh, so Fox hired me to come to New York and build a weather department. So they didn't have any of the infrastructure in the building to do it. They didn't have any of the computer boxes. They didn't have it wired into any of the studios. Um, and it was expensive and really not great television or great weather information the way they had been doing it. So they, they hired me to do that job and to build a weather department and hire a weather producer who actually came from the Weather Channel. Um, we hired from there. And uh, uh, so it created a much more efficient way of doing weather, obviously. Uh, and so since I had that experience, I didn't know, by the way, really how to do any of those things that I did, but I had worked at WSI for two years and I knew all the right contacts because we were going to purchase their equipment. So I at least knew who to go to and and how to, how to make that work. So um, pretty much by virtue of doing that and then understanding how our systems worked in the building uh, and how to get graphics on air in the building uh, that, you know, after my first contract, I said, and they didn't have a chief meteorologist. I said, I would like to be called the chief meteorologist. <laughs> and they said, okay. So that's it. Sometimes the all you got to do is ask. It, yeah. Right. And the reality of it, to be honest with you, is we there are three of us who are on-air meteorologists. Um, we all, you know, it's a 24-hour operation, so we just work different shifts. We, uh, we can go months without seeing each other because mm -hmm. our, our shifts don't overlap. Mm -hmm. um, 
when there is, you know, I have, you know, if I, if I want in some cases, I could Bigfoot somebody if I needed to, but there isn't any reason to do that. I mean, Janice has been there forever and she's awesome and, and uh, the audience loves her and she knows what she's talking about. So um, we all work together really well. And, uh, do you go into office every day? Um, yeah, I'm Wednesday through Sunday. I've been on this shift for 14 years. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And I actually really, the shift works really well. It also works really well now that I have a side hustle. So I can go into the weatherman office on Monday and Tuesday uh, and in the mornings before I go to, to Fox in the afternoons. But uh, yeah, go to the office. But basically if it's hurricane season's coming up, I mean, really, especially nowadays, even the weather channel is there for severe weather events and Certainly CNN and Fox are doing weather for when weather is the news. And so, you know, we are have to be prepared for when they say, hey, this is the story now. Uh, and so that means before hurricane season, making sure we have the right graphics package that we want to do and making sure that our systems are up to date and making sure that we are uh, within our contract lifetime cycle of the equipment and, you know, all, all of those things. So, um there's behind the scenes work in that, but I've got, I've got a pretty great job and it's not super yeah. hard. It sounds um, awesome, Rick. So I've got a question and you maybe answered this on the, the first time you were on, but when I go out in public and everyone's like, Oh my God, you're a meteorologist. That's amazing. Like I, if I could do anything different, that's what I would do. And yeah. I'm like, you can like go back to school. Right. You know, what was your aha moment when you were just like, you know what, I'm just going to totally shift my life career, everything, and go for it. Yeah. Oh, man. Talk about a long answer. Sorry, Phil. You're like, no. Phil's <laughs> like, Ben, stop talking. <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. So um, I'll try to do this one fast. I, so I, I worked. I was, I'm from Arizona. I worked at Bank of America. Um, I started as a teller. I became a branch manager of a bank, all very uh, accidentally, not because that's what I ever wanted to do. I just was there and kept on getting promotions and, and doing this job. And I did that while I was going to college, which took me eight and a half years to get my four-year degree, my uh, bachelor's in Spanish literature. Wow. So nothing to, the, my degree had nothing to do with banking. Um, neither of them had anything to do with weather. And I was turning 30 and I was feeling like, I hate this. Like I hate every day of my life. I, not my life, but every day of what I'm doing in a job. Yeah. Um, and I thought I, I can't do this. And I, um, it's a, it's a, a super long story that I won't go all of it into it, but I, one day I swear to you, I heard a voice and the voice said, go. <laughs> and I panicked. I panicked. I was like, Oh my God. Like I can't go. What? Yeah. And um, I went home that day and I told all my friends and I, I had just moved to Atlanta. I had always wanted to move to the East coast. I thought I'm going to move to, I moved to Atlanta. I transferred with the bank. And on my first day at the bank in Atlanta, I heard this voice. So I went home and I called my friends back in Arizona. I was like, I, I can't, I heard this voice. What do I do? And they're like, don't go, don't go. <laughs> and, uh, I went to work the next day, my second day. And I showed up to this office and I was going to shadow a branch manager there. And um, this, uh, I walk in and it was like my spirit left my body and I couldn't control what I did. And I walked in and I just said to this other branch manager, I said, I think I'm going to quit. And she goes, what? Like I literally met her 
20 seconds before this. And I said, I hate this. And I, mm -hmm. I said, I'm afraid if I stay here, I will do this the rest of my life. And um, I, Bank of America and Nations Bank had just merged. So these two banks came together and I was from Bank of America and she was Nations Bank. And she said, is that how people feel at, at Bank of America? And I said, yeah. And she said, we do too. And I wow. said, why do you do this? And she, I remember she was 47 years old and um, somehow like that came up in this conversation. I said, why do you do it? And she said, I just don't know what else I would have ever done. I didn't have any idea what else to do. And I thought I will not get to 47, not having you know done something just because I didn't know what else to do. And by like 11 o'clock, I was driving home. I had lived in Atlanta for a week. I had quit my job <laughs> and I felt like a million bucks. I thought I'll go work <laughs> at The Gap. I'll do anything. I just can't do this anymore. And, uh, and then there was a long period of soul searching, trying to figure out what it was. And since I was a little kid, I wanted to be a weatherman. And I was fascinated with the weather at every point of my life tornadoes, severe weather, snow, all of it. And I thought, I'm just going to go for this. And I just like, if these other people figured it out, I can probably figure it out. And then I figured it out. So I was 30. So the point is, is you can, and then I, at 43, I decided to try to make an umbrella. But you can always mix it up and start something new if you want to. And I think that some, um, I, I'm probably fortunate that I, didn't come from an amazingly educated background because I was naive enough to not understand all the hard things it would take. Mm -hmm. And so I just saw people doing it and I thought, well, if they did it, I can probably do it. Had I known how hard stuff would be, I probably never would have done it. But being just a little bit naive enough, I probably- Like making an umbrella. <laughs> like making an umbrella. It was just the exact same thing. And oh, I always say, it's just put one foot in front of the other, like do a thing. Do a thing today and it will get you to a next spot. And the next day, do another thing. And then, you know, you figure it out. Just go. Just go. Exactly. <laughs> you're on, I think you're on mute, Phil, but I see you talking. Yeah. <laughs> you are correct. So obviously, you, I'm like waving my hands, talking, and there's nothing coming out of your mouth. So here's the point, Rick. You've, ac you've accomplished a ton right already as far as as changing things up and going you know what i'm going into meteorology and one foot in front of the other chief meteorologist at fox news uh now i just want to create an umbrella no real goals you just want to create a damn good umbrella one foot in front of the other here you now have got this this great uh weather umbrella company um so so what gets you excited now i mean what's next what gets you going yeah i'm still going for this. You said you don't have a lot of goals, but what keeps you going one foot in front of the other and being excited about it? Uh, all right. So I turned 50 this year and retirement. <laughs> I think that's probably <laughs> like literally, I think, I'll, and not because I don't want to do stuff. I just don't want to, I, you, you know, you guys understand, I think in TV, there's the, there's pressure of people knowing you, which I don't, it doesn't really thrill me in any way. Like, I love them and you know, I don't mean anything, but I don't need that. And I, so to be able to um, live your life without feeling like you uh, are gonna let somebody down and you know, now I have investors and these things and employees and 
I, I actually, to be honest with you, I don't love that pressure around it. So what motivates me is to do this really well <laughs> so that I can stop doing it. And then at that point, probably like refinish a house and <laughs> something that is, Jen, Then you know. you're a, you're a shark tank fan. So Rick, here's my advice. Licensing. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sell, sell it. So take a, take a little yeah. slice off at the top and let somebody yeah. else do all the hard work. Yeah. And listen, I also think that I might hit a point where it's not in my skill set, you know, like it, it can grow to a part where I don't know that I have the skill set. I hope that future investors aren't listening to that, but <laughs> <laughs> that, that might be the case. And you, you know, it's, it's good to be able to recognize, Hey, maybe there's somebody else who is better at doing this than me too with that. Um, I don't know if that's, uh, you know, that's the, the answer I think off the, uh, Phil initially, when you asked that question, I do think that I have, I always had a, um, a lazy complex as a kid. I always thought I was lazy for some reason. Um, I think I've realized I'm not. So I think when this is done, I will probably something would come along that I think, oh, there's a new project. I want to figure that out. Um, and I think it, you might guys might feel the same way when you obviously everybody here loves the weather. When you work in TV weather, you often never get to enjoy the weather like Hurricane Sandy came right through New York and I never saw any of it yeah. and we'll have the, you know, a big blizzard and I will not see, I am in a windowless space, not seeing any of it. And to be able to be outside and enjoy weather is like really, really uh, is exciting to me. I think Jen and I can both attest to this. Yeah. <laughs> we both were at the Weather Channel, and since we're not there anymore, we can sit back and watch and right. just have a totally different view of it. And it's just so nice for me not to have the cell phone, yeah, like going off. It's, you got to come in, you know. It's four o'clock in the morning, and I'm like, oh, now I can yeah, sit back so you, and just turn it you on. You recognize that feeling? Oh yeah, you it's know, amazing. It's refreshing. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm so, yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Good. You will enjoy it. Absolutely. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Yes. Okay. <laughs> cool. Oh, that, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the sound. It is time for our lightning round. So this is our game show of flashy and brilliant questions. Sometimes uh, that we always have with our guests. Um, and, and we always invite everybody to play along because this is definitely uh, these are always fun group efforts. Um, and, and if you recall, so so we had Rick on last time was episode sixty five, and his lightning round is infamous because uh, it, it was our burger right. positions lightning <laughs> round. And so what what Rick was tasked to do is is he had to do, we'd give him the name. We it was a name of either one of the I think it was like top. 50 burgers in the in the United States like there was a list of the the most famous burger in each of the 50 states and we'd give him the name of that burger like the big kahuna or something like that or we would give him the name of a position in the Kama Sutra uh, but he had to decide whatever that name was uh, was that a burger or was it a position and and of course they were all the names were supposedly could have gone either way so Rick uh, I'm happy to tell you tonight, this was a little idea cocked up by our, um, uh, pun, no pun intended there, but uh, from our 
our co-host, uh, Mr. Greg Johnson. So if if this sucks, it's it's gonna uh, fall whoa, on his whoa, shoulders. Whoa. And if it's if it's really good, then uh, welcome Greg Johnson to the Stormfront Freaks. There you go. But so here here's here's what we're playing tonight. I am so um, excited. Th- there's for another. This. There's there's lots of names for this, but uh, we're gonna call this one uh, Storm Porn. Okay, so so we're calling this one Storm Porn. And so here's here's what I'm going to do. So we're an audio, primarily an audio podcast, right? And uh, so this is an audio uh, game that we're playing tonight. So what I'm going to do is I've got some sound clips. And the sound, they're quick little sound bites. And you have to determine, was that sound clip, did it come from a storm chaser? Or did it come from a... Uh, Porn show. Uh, oh it's it's one of the. Who did the research on I've this never, one? Whose idea was this? Wasn't wasn't mine. Yeah, this is Greg's. So, but this, this is going to be good. This is gonna be, so. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play a sound clip. Maybe I'll play it a couple times because most of them are pretty quick. Uh, but I'm going to play this sound clip and and. Co-hosts, you guys can kind of chime in too if you think it's uh, one or the other. But again, we're just having to decide: was that did, did that sound clip come from a storm chaser, or did it come from a, a porn movie or something like that? Right? Okay, you ready? So here we go. This is uh, sound sound. <laughs> this is uh, here we go. Sound clip number one. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, did you, let, let me play that again. Oh my god! Oh my god! Okay, so you have to decide: was that did that come from a storm chaser, or did that come from a, 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 a storm chaser? Yeah, yeah, I agree. You're going to call that a storm chaser. There you That's go. correct. <laughs> yep that 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 was a storm chaser. All right, very good. We're off to a good hey, start. Phil, are there bonus points if Rick can name the storm Uh-oh. chaser or? The pornographer? Uh, <laughs> sure. What the heck, man? We, 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 we... Okay, here we go. Sound clip number two. I'll, I'll play this a couple times. Oh, my God. Okay, I'll t- listen carefully because she actually says something. Something, Father, forgive me for my sins. It was something oh, like that, is what I caught. Uh, but you have to tell me, was that uh, was that a storm chaser or a uh, porn actor? I, 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 uh, I hope a storm chaser. <laughs> Your hope, okay. That's correct. Yes, it, it was a, uh, that was a storm chaser. On that one. Oh my god! It could have been the other one. Yeah, it could go either way. All right, here we go. Uh, clip number three. Sucking. It's sucking. Oh my god. Okay, I'll play, play that one more time. One more time. Oh, it's sucking. It's sucking. Oh my god. How okay, so is. You, you have to, what, so what was that? Storm or porn? Storm chaser. It's storm chaser. That's correct. Yeah. That one was... <laughs> I, I bet they're all storm chasers. I hope so. Bill's wife with I kind of hope they're all storm chasers. We got we got two left. You never know, baby. I'll never know what I might throw out there. Here we go. Oh my god, that was huge. Okay, I'll try that again. Wait, wait. Here we go. This is oh my god, that was huge. I think that was huge. Jen. 
Jen Watson. The, <laughs> yeah, if we had if we had uh, um, uh, subtitles down below, that would say, "Yeah, oh my God, it's huge." Is, is what she was saying. Storm or porn? What was that? Storm. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> All right, here we go. The last one. Uh, I always save the best for last, right? Oh, God. oh this is too great. Okay. One, one more time. <laughs> one more time. Oh, this is too great. Oh, my God. Okay, so you have to decide. Storm or porn? What's that? This is too bright? Yeah. Uh, I, I, what, I, I don't think so. This hold is on, too hold great. on. I'm going to go this back. This is too great. Too great. Oh, this is too great. This is too oh, great. great. Oh, my God. This is too great. Oh my God. Right. It is a storm chaser who should be doing porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very good. Very good. That, uh, that was perfect. Five for five on that one. Uh, you guys, yeah, you figured it out. I, I wasn't going to, I didn't do a whole lot of research. I did, I did a lot of research, but only in one category. <laughs> So yeah, anyway, yeah, sure, hold on, Phil. Uh-huh, you you sure. told me you were going to do a bunch of research, but something about your wife not wanting yeah. you to. Yeah, I got, I've got, I've got a child block on my computer, so there's <laughs> only so much I can see. That's smart. <laughs> All right, smart. so Rick, do me a favor. Uh, tell us first how uh, our listeners can follow you on social media. Uh, Rick Reichmuth, which is R E I C H M U T H. Does he have a name? Rick Reich Youth on Twitter, Instagram, which I just post like vacation pictures. Uh, Facebook. To China, right? Vacation <laughs> pictures to China. <laughs> I know. By the way, we I wish we could produce it somewhere else other than China. We just can't. Uh, uh, and and then let, let people know, again, remind people where we can find uh, Weatherman Umbrella. So weathermanumbrella.com and also weathermanumbrella is on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Twitter, WXmanumbrella, because Twitter doesn't give you so many characters. Yeah. Uh, but weathermanumbrella.com. Very good. Very good. We'll tell you what, I want you guys all to know, I, I found the last daily weather app that, that you're ever going to need. Uh, I, I, the, the one thing when I look at what's going on today or tomorrow, and I just, I, I just want a quick look at the weather from a weather standpoint, I, I used to always hate going to apps. And if I'm looking, if I want hourly forecast, like if I know there's rain in the forecast, but it's not real descriptive as to when, you got to swipe something or page up or hit another link. Uh, and then if I want to get any more details like radar, I got to switch to something, uh, switch over to something else. So what's great about this, when I found uh, atmosphere weather, is uh, it gave me all the information I needed right on, uh, right on one screen. You get seven days of hourly weather temps cloud cover, uh, precipitation type. It's all rendered around a clock. And in the middle of that is actually a a radar in the center, uh, which shows you all your precipitation. It can even integrate your calendar, your personal calendar. So you can see on this little weather clock uh, when your kid's soccer game is, for example, and know from that uh, what to bring. Do I need to bring my weatherman umbrella or not, right? Uh, But all of this, it's, it's Atmosphere Weather app. It's on Apple and Android. It's for the U.S., the U.K., and Canada. So all of our friends uh, there can get this as well. The free version, you get up to three days of weather forecasts, but for just $3.99 a year, $3.99 a year, that subscription 
gets you now the seven days of hourly weather, uh, no banner ads. You get the radar map and uh, more. So I'm telling you guys, you got to see it to believe it. There's only so much I can explain on an audio podcast, but Atmosphere Weather app, this is unbelievable. Just go to atmosphereweather.com or just go to your uh, Apple store or your uh, Google store and you can find it there. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our final break. Uh, when we come back, we got, uh, of course, our good old hashtag weather fools and uh, weather trollbot 5000 coming out of the closet. Stay tuned. Hey, this is meteorologist Jim Cantore from the Weather Channel. I am a weather geek, and I am listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. You should, too. Let's take a drive under the moon. <laughs> Only if we actually really had a drummer, guys. All right, this is the best. <laughs> part of the show. If you guys didn't see it, Greggles was kind of uh, banging some drums. This is called Weather Fools, and if you listen to us, you know what it is. People just not doing the smartest things in weather, and it's kind of like, come on guys, what were you thinking? And we've got a lot of fun ones on this episode, and I think I'm going to give it to Greggles first. <laughs> All right. So this the, the one that I'm going to share uh, is, uh, and I think, uh, I think we got it up here. I, I think it's just appropriate. I, I pulled this up while we were listening to Rick in the previous segment talking about the umbrella. And so this is a, a video of uh, really awesome umbrella fails. And uh, you want to kill three minutes and giggle, giggle yourself silly. Uh, watch people jumping off their trailers, oh trying to Mary Poppins the landing and uh, you know, all sorts of umbrella fun stuff. And I think you <laughs> all can just imagine how they're going to go. And, and uh, yeah, uh, all, all you have to say is umbrella fails uh, from an audio <laughs> standpoint. And I'm sure all our listeners can Look envision the stupid things people are doing. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now, some of these are kids. We've all done kids. it. We've all yeah. done it. Come on. Oh, so well, there's a, there's a few good weather it. ones coming up where, and I think this was this was what Rick was trying to uh, uh, create oh, yeah. is, <laughs> is an heavy umbrella. That didn't go inside out, right? Heavy winds, right? Okay. Oh my gosh! Nice. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna uh, I'm just gonna stop this screen and then uh, I'm gonna pull up uh, my next one, uh, MJ, and I'm just gonna share this one. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about the about. incredible about. storm about, about the incredible storm that happened in Newfoundland. Yes. Canada yes. this yes. year, where they've got over a meter of snow uh, mm. in a single snowstorm. And it reminded me of this great television commercial that used to play on Canadian TV. <laughs> and this was called the Canadian Car Chase. And I think you guys are going to love this one. But when I saw the footage coming out of Newfoundland this week, I, I knew I had to play this. So here is a Canadian police chase. The car that's being chased and the police car are stuck in the snow. And they both get out to push their car. They're both getting out to push. Now there's a helicopter shot here as well. Oh, great. Come on, faster. Come on, That's a great commercial. Isn't that brilliant? Yeah. 
So but those are my heart. weather fools for for uh, for this Great. episode. That was fantastic. Thanks, Greggles. Um, let's go to Kim. All right, let's take a look. <laughs> now, you guys, I found this on a couple different sources. So I honestly don't know where this is from, but we're looking at um, a car that is trying to pull out of a parking lot. And these guys are filming this because they cannot believe that this car is oh totally covered in snow, but it is pulling out of the parking lot. What are they? Oh, he's at? driving <laughs> with <laughs> windows completely covered. Oh, completely man. covered like with no, snow. Like not even a little sliver of space Nothing. to see. Uh, Nothing. And, and so th these guys that are that are filming this and you'll probably have to call this up to see it and I will send you the link for this. There's using a few curse words in there, but it's really here. The audio is really funny, too. But I mean, how how in the world did they do that? I mean, it was completely covered in snow. But anyway, I know people are in a rush, but come on. Yeah, and it actually looked car. like a really nice car, too. Like it wasn't yeah, some it beater yeah. that somebody was throwing out there. I think this was overseas, but I'm not, I don't know. You have to listen to it and try to figure it out. But yeah, look at that. It looks like it really knows where it's going, but then, That's yeah, a, it's yeah. insane. I'm surprised it can drive so well. Um, Kim, is that your, your one? That's my one. Okay, perfect. Phil. Okay. All right, I got two. Uh, one comes from uh, Twitter from Lord Roddy, uh, but this was overseas. This was in the UK. Storm Brendan uh, was hitting the UK and of course, when there's tropical storms and things of that nature, there's always some jerk oh, look at that. or fool who's trying to swim in the ocean uh, with massive waves. Oh, oh my with, God. That's ridiculous. Uh, so here's a guy that's yeah, off like die. a pier. He's off a pier. He's trying to climb up the ladder or hold on while these waves are coming different. in. Just a uh, moron. Uh, oh said, my nice day for a dip. You know what he he needs uh, he needs one of them uh, weatherman raincoats. Raincoat. <laughs> yeah. He needs something. It's not working for him. All right, then the second one I have to share with you, Greg. This comes from uh, the great country of Canada, uh, in Edmonton, and this uh, the title of the yeah. article was "School Bus Driver Fired After Leaving Student on Board in Extreme Cold Weather." And so what happened? Uh, is basically this individual uh, parked the car, left. There was still a junior high school student on board, didn't realize it was watching their phone or something. But And, and it was uh, 13 below Fahrenheit, 25 below Celsius. Wow. And uh, kid kid was left. So a school bus driver got fired for obviously not checking the aisles for garbage or kids uh, before <laughs> they were. the weather fool. Oh my god. So Dang. bus driver. Bus drivers. Yeah, well, it's true. Good. It's a good point. Who's the weather fool there? But yeah, the definitely the bus driver. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah. Well, and yeah. actually, you know, while I was watching this, um, you know, Storm Gloria, I actually do have a weather fool. I just don't have it to pull up. Um, but I saw it earlier in the week and I don't know why I didn't think about it, but the massive waves that have been pounding Spain and some of the islands off of Spain, mm -hmm. that there are these two guys on the roof of a three-story building and they were maybe a couple houses inland, but these waves were so strong, so big that literally they were pounding the coast and getting and soaking them wet and like knocking them around. Like mm -hmm. it was insane. Like storm wow. Gloria was no joke this week. So I will actually have to find that link and send it to yeah, you. I'd like to see it. It yeah. 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 It's actually, it's pretty crazy. It's pretty intense. I saw it on the weather channel. 
uh, which is, yeah, which is fantastic. All right, guys. So you can see all of the craziness of our weather fools in the show notes, episode 97. Go to stormfrontfreaks.com or in your podcast app. Very good. All right. So uh, we had not only some great hashtag weather fools, <laughs> but I mentioned earlier this uh, this episode, we're able to bring our weather trollbot 5000 out of the garage. <laughs> And a quick story for those of you that don't know. So we found Weather Trollbot 5000 at a garage sale, uh, actually, and, and uh, we've kind of repurposed her a little bit. But what we do is is we search uh, social media and we search uh, news and things of that nature to find where our weather friends, whether they're meteorologists, they're storm chasers, whoever it might be, uh, where they're getting uh, basically nailed by trolls that are telling them bad things or saying bad things about them. And of course, what's always great is in the weather industry, we have very great professional people. And the response is always very typically kind and polite, but we know that's not what they're actually thinking. So we repurposed Weather Trollbot 5000 to input all that information <laughs> and then actually kick out what that person was really thinking, what our, what our weather friend was thinking when they responded to the troll. So I've got I've got three wonderful ones we're going to share with you guys tonight. Uh, the first one over the kids' ears. Yep, this is definitely uh, earmuffs time. Uh, the first one comes from a, a good friend of the show, Mike Olbinski, who's a storm chaser and photographer. And and this was uh, on Twitter is in response to he just released a new time lapse film uh, called Reverent. Uh, and, and Mike amazing. takes out some yeah amazing things amazing. and. Awesome. Uh, and Reverend, this one was no different. But anyway, just he just recently kicked this out, and, and he got a response from a gal, Shirley Thompson. And we're not afraid to use your names. If you're going to say ridiculous stuff, we'll, uh, we'll say it. <laughs> and she is at A-Z-A-T-Z-A. So this is Shirley Thompson. And Shirley said, uh, video is beautiful, powerful, but the music is horrid and too loud, especially having a song with lyrics. It distracts from your incredible work. So she did the nice thing of sandwiching her criticism, right, between a couple of good positives. <laughs> but she said the music is horrid and too loud. So, so Mike, um, you know, being the professional guy he is, he, he responded, said, too loud, turn it down. Sorry you don't like it, but the music is not horrid. It's a fantastic song that maybe you didn't love. Fits the vibe I was going for perfectly. Oh, so we is, take that. Yeah, that so pretty good response. Answer. It was, yeah. and and uh, you know you Nothing don't expect anything that. different. But but we're gonna input this, so we gotta plug this into uh, our troll bot, <laughs> and and we gotta find out. She's gonna compute and find out uh, what what Mike really was thinking when he kind of responded that way, because he probably wasn't actually thinking that, right? So let's let's see what Mike was thinking. Here is what Mike was really thinking. Hey, Grandma. Turn the shit down and put your Benny Goodman album on if it makes it better for you. The song I used is perfect for anyone under the age of 70. I didn't realize I had people over the century mark following me on Twitter. So suck it. <laughs> oh my God. This is my I advice. hope she's listening right now. Yeah, so there you go, Shirley. That's what Mike was really thinking. Oh my God, uh, hilarious. All right, so let, let's uh, so so. Anyways, that was good. All right, um, so we're going. And again, I I can't guarantee you a hundred percent what sh what 
whether Trollbot kicks out is what he was actually thinking. But she's got a pretty good algorithm at this point because we have used it a few times. Uh, so we're going to use this next one on Hannah Strong. So Hannah Strong, she's a meteorologist at WDRB-TV in Louisville. And it was in response to her birthday. So she must have been someone talking about her birthday or something probably on TV or Facebook. But this comes from, uh, and it's a strange name on Facebook, but it's Docs Rakame Fusa. Okay. All right. Then. Uh, but his or her response, I don't even know uh, necessarily the gender, but said, no one cares about your stupid birthday. Oh my God! That was their response. Well, in, in their defense, it's pretty succinct comment. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah, succinct. <right>. So Hannah, <laughs> Hannah comes back and says, "I care about your birthday, and I hope your day gets better." Heart emoji. Oh, that's nice. Wasn't that sweet? Yeah. Really, really nice. But uh, all right, so I'm going to plug this stuff into Weather Trollbot and. Uh, let her kind of compute things here a little bit. And let's see what comes out. Here is what Hannah was really thinking. Well, aren't you a little bundle of f***ing joy? Guess someone's birthday was filled with a pile of crap and sprinkles when they were young. <laughs> Must have had a bad childhood. That's what I'm probably assuming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, so days were not nice. <laughs> <laughs> bundle of joy. All right. Uh, so the last one we're going to we're gonna check out here. So we saw this one. Uh, this was on Twitter as well, but it, it actually was, was through an email. This is Eric Dean. He's the chief meteorologist at KTWO-TV in Casper, Wyoming. So this is in Wyoming. And this was in response to his use of the European weather model. Oh, I saw All right. <laughs> and so the, the name, he scratched the name out. So he didn't, he didn't want to put him under the bus. We would have been happy to do so, but he didn't. But this came through email and it said, Eric, why do you show the European model when giving the weather? Are you ashamed of our country? We, li <laughs> <laughs> we live in America. Either use our stuff or get the hell out of our country. I will be watching the other station from now on. <laughs> they don't even understand. They don't get it. No. They don't. Well, and that's kind of what Eric said. So he responded on Twitter. He said, so this popped up in my inbox last night. Sorry, pal. That's not how it works. Um, that, that was his response. But oh, okay. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's type this in. This should, be, this should be an interesting one from <laughs> Trollbot. <laughs> All right. So talking about the European model, let's, uh, let's see what, what Eric was really thinking. Here is what Eric was really thinking. How far did you have to ride your horse to the closest McDonald's so you could use their Wi-Fi and email that <laughs> The European cover model Veronica that sends me the weather forecast is actually a U.S. citizen now. See? Feel better? There we go. <laughs> oh, my God. So she's actually a model that just sends him the weather. Oh, but she is a U.S. citizen, apparently. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Oh, can we do Trollbot 5000 every episode? Uh, as, hey, if our weather friends want to keep feeding us that, uh, we'll be happy to plug it in and see what she comes out with. That's all I have to say. I'm going to just start making stupid comments on people's Twitter <laughs> know, just to get on, yeah, just to get on Trollbot. Very good. All right. So uh, good. We'll, we'll put her back in the garage maybe for an episode or two. Uh, we'll bring her back later. But uh, MJ, I want to I want to uh, jump to you first and, and find out what's in our freak fan me box. a postcard. Drop me a line. You've got mail, baby. Yeah. 
And yeah, we got mail. Yeah. Our Freak fan box was busting with love this past couple of weeks. Uh, so I got a few for you. At Tyler0331 said, I just discovered your podcast a few weeks ago, and I'm so glad I did. As a 33-year-old weather enthusiast, I absolutely love it. Keep them coming. So thanks, Tyler. We've got some great episodes coming up. We love you, Tyler. Very nice. Absolutely. We got a couple Apple podcast reviews from uh, our friends at Pawnee Storm Chasers, my favorite podcast to listen to because not only does it teach me more about weather, but it's also entertaining. High quality production with a wide variety of hosts. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I, so, which I could say, I don't think I've heard any other weather podcast with storm porn the way we do it. No. Fairly unique here. Absolutely <laughs> And we had another one from Cincy Bill. This is one of my favorite podcasts. Again, both educational and entertaining. It's a good group that has fun talking weather. And uh, we certainly have fun talking together, and we're glad you're listening. Cool. Thanks. Right sure. That was my brother. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've had grandmothers. That's and, all right. Yeah. My mom. Um, with that. <laughs> um, we got a couple of tweets, couple of tweets from Lily or at Lily Anderson. Um, here watching at Stormfront Freak with uh, iCyclone, which was Josh Morgerman. Glad I stayed yeah, yeah. up. A fun, interesting podcast. It was an awesome podcast. Awesome job, Josh, as always, and great answers to the granny porn. So, <laughs> or with the granny porn. Um, and Lily Anderson also says, uh, I just rewatched the podcast. It was too entertaining not to rewatch. I was laughing more this time than the first time. And we love it when our viewers and listeners are entertained. And remember, if you've never watched, if you're listening to the audio podcast, you've never watched one of our raw episodes, uh, go over to stormfrontfreaks.com and take a look. Or you can search YouTube for Stormfront Freaks and you can view our uh, raw recordings. They're kind of fun, as you've, those of you who are with us tonight will, will attest to. Um, also, we got a couple more. At Daniel Shaw AU, uh, Daniel Shaw, one of our, our uh, one of one of our great guests in the past, he checked in and was actually watching our last episode, and uh, gave us a little tweet out uh, at the time. Said a live podcast worth watching. Join Hurricane Chaser Josh Morgerman. Uh, so he thanks Daniel for that um, and for staying up at weird hours to watch us because <laughs> that's a crazy other time side of the world. Thing. Yep, that's awesome. probably a different day. I don't know if it was future. Or- or past yeah. um at selena a julian says awesome podcast and opus awesome episode of it and uh, that was in reference to the josh morgerman um episode as well so thanks for chatting or, or chiming in uh, selena appreciate that and finally at severe weather w1 tweeted out <clears throat> uh, i have over 50 hours of a certain podcast to catch up on lol <laughs> Finally found it on Google Play and subscribed. My next few days will be busy. So uh, thanks for subscribing. Did she, she name us or was she talking about somebody else? They actually got at Stormfront Freak and oh, okay. also yeah. at a few of our, like VH Beer for our upcoming 100th episode and Ginger Z and Rick Reichmuth and Jim Cantori and Tom Nizzle. So I think she was actually listening to us or he, I guess we don't know for sure. Um, Remember, give us a review or a shout out on social media and we could mention you on our next episode. We are uh, Stormfront Freak on Twitter and you can check out stormfrontfreaks.com for more information, merchandise and additional ways to contact us. It was a full fan box. Thanks everyone wow. for checking in. Yeah, you, you, got, you got more airtime there than most. That's uh, I, yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry, okay. sorry, everyone, but great for our <laughs> oh, good. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, so I appreciate that. And I think that just about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Thanks for listening or watching. Uh, before I reveal uh, who our next guest is going to be, as MJ was talking a little bit about, uh, we love reviews. We love the opportunity here if you really appreciate uh, what you hear and the time we put into this uh, for you guys. Uh, let us know. Feel free to, to drop uh, drop a line on, on social media or or on uh, uh, email at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com. Uh, either way, let us know what you think, and uh, we appreciate that. And subscribe to the show. If you really like it, uh, there, pretty much any podcast app you're listening to us on has a subscribe or a follow button, and you click that, and all it just means is next time you go to your app, if there's a new episode of our show, it's going to show right up in your inbox, so you can play it the minute uh, we release a new one. I do want to say a special thanks to our guest tonight, Rick Reichmuth. Yeah. Uh, always a lot of fun having Rick on. Uh, yeah. We'll definitely, definitely have to do that again. And uh, excited to announce uh, for our next episode, we're going to be recording live. And this is going to be at a special time uh, on YouTube. This is Thursday, February 6th. It'll be at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. We're going to have ABC News Chief Meteorologist Ginger Z is going to return and uh, help us celebrate Women in Science Day. So we're looking forward to have Ginger back to the show. And uh, I think that does it for MJ, Kim, Greg, and Jen. I'm going to go ahead and signal the all clear, and uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Find our bi-weekly show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcast app. And watch our live and recorded shows on YouTube. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, merchandise, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you are there, check out our live interactive storm chaser radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter or Facebook. Search Stormfront Freaks. We'd love to hear from you. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.